0: 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: So, while we are sitting here enjoying a beautiful fall evening, I know that uh, some of you are probably not. uh, And if you are being impacted by Hurricane Matthew right now, you are definitely in our thoughts and our prayers. I know a lot of folks uh, who have been evacuated. We've got friends whose parents live uh, down in uh, South Carolina and it uh, looks like the path uh, maybe going eastward, but they're still probably going to have to leave their homes. And
0: yeah, I've got friends in South Carolina boarding up. I got friends in Florida boarding up. I just hope that everybody's going to be safe and and just if if they say leave, leave. Like stuff is stuff. Your life is way more important than the things that you own. And I know it's hard to do that, but you know if you got to take your. Pictures. Put them on a hard drive if you have it. Take all your boxes of photographs. Take your the little important things, but don't risk your life to stay in your house because hurricanes are freaking awful. They
1: don't care. Right? Yeah, I know. It's it's you know having lived in the Midwest and growing up in the Midwest where there are tornadoes. Like tornadoes are awful too. Yeah. But tornadoes, you can. You can get away from a tornado. Yeah, you can. You know, like sometimes they're
0: so capricious that they just like, and they're only like a mile. Well, that's the thing. Right?
1: If there's a tornado that's a mile wide, that is a huge tornado. If there's a hurricane that's a mile wide, it's not a hurricane. No, it's a tropical storm at that. (laughs) I mean, it's a it's a downpour. And
0: the thing about this one is that it looks like, and I've seen a couple of models, it's going to go up. The East Coast to North Carolina and curve out and come back, but it's going to come back. It's going to weaken over the mm-hmm. ocean and come back as a tropical storm and possibly hit Florida and the Bahamas all over again. But it's going to hit it as rain right. and, and a tropical storm. But it does. It's going to suck even worse if you're you've lost your house. Like there were buildings demolished, twenty-five people dead in the Bahamas and that whole area alone. But the other thing about that is that we're talking about not well-built homes to begin with, because this is like a place where you could live in a shack all year long and it's awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm feeling for my friends in Florida and stuff.
1: So yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep all of you in our uh, thoughts and our prayers. Um, now before we actually, you know what, we probably should start getting to some emails here because we've got a lot of okay. emails to get to. <laughs> So,
0: so thank you for taking the time. Yes. By the way,
1: uh, so let's start with Charity here. Who says um, I'm at a loss for words after listening to the last few podcasts? I just want to give Missy a big hug and tell her everything's going to be all right. I want to let her know. I want to let her know how strong we mere mortals can be in hard times, and I want to share one of our own stories, which was when we learned three years ago that our newly born daughter had Down syndrome. We had a million questions. Are the doctors wrong? How do we handle this? How will yeah. others handle this? There was so much troubling information about her condition that it became overwhelming and downright scary. Yeah, And I think that's one of the the, the commonalities there, uh, honestly, yeah. Charity, is that the, the you don't know, and so you try to find out answers, and then like, there's just the a lot so of information. Right.
0: My, my, my sister has a daughter who had Down syndrome, and she's 25. So, Charity, it could go well. And we were lucky with my niece because she didn't have the associated health problems of uh, impaired digestive system or heart issues.
1: Uh, And Charity says, uh, we made the decision that we would live our lives in the present, would still be prepared for the worst, but we wouldn't let it shape our future. And she's been our little girl and we would accept her as a gift from God. We've been extremely lucky, as she has had no major medical problems. Yeah,
0: good, good. Uh, Everyone has been
1: so kind and loving towards her. As I wrote before, we bought her acreage for many reasons, but we're so happy to know that Amelia will grow up in the country. She'll have wildflowers to pick, frogs to catch, and woods to explore.
0: And she'll do it all. Mm -hmm. And as long as you give her all the loving support and you follow up on therapy and stuff like that, like my sister treats... My niece, like all the other kids, she has chores, she has homework, and she has everything else. She has a sassy freaking attitude. <laughs> she tries to boss her bigger brothers, and now mind you, they call her Peanut for a reason. She is a little person, but her brothers are like seven feet tall. Literally. And she's literally. No, <laughs> no, they are literally seven feet tall. They are football players and cops and massive. And she will boss them around like nobody's business because she has been brought up with the attitude that she's just another one of the kids.
1: Yeah. Charity says, um, on a gardening note, we had a pretty good garden this year. Lots of tomatoes, peppers, and cucumbers. Oh, good for Uh, you. Well, hang on. Uh, And no, don't start. Listen, no feeling sorry for yourself about the garden. I still have peppers.
0: My peppers are good. I've got... you can
1: feel sorry for yourself every now and then for moments at a time about the cancer but not about the garden well because you know what people who tried to have a garden this year around here didn't have a garden no I know I
0: have really good friends who like work their butts off and it still sucks so I have a patch of peppers and only ghost and jalapeno
1: (laughs) habaneros by the way Charity says that we planted seven pumpkin plants only harvested one yeah one apple tree survived out of the three this winter we do have plans on planting more next year our strawberry patch finally produced enough to eat don't ask Charity says about the blueberries just just don't okay. Our,
0: nobody's blueberries did well this year like ours maybe gave us a cup or two right. but there's a whole there's a blueberry farm that one of my friend's husband's works at mm-hmm. they didn't get
1: hardly any yeah we like, had a late freeze it was it a bad hurt. late freeze yep Uh, Charity says, It also looks like we'll be making our garden fence taller next year to keep the chickens and deer from chomping on our plants. Yeah, deer. Free-range chickens are a great idea until they try to eat all the tomatoes in the garden. Yes. Yeah, or the peppers. Or the peppers,
0: I think. I think I'm going to have spicy eggs. (laughs) My chickens (laughs) keep pecking at the habanero and the ghost peppers. I'm like, how can you possibly eat those peppers?
1: Built-in huevos rancheros. Yeah. Well, Charity says, thanks for sharing your life with us. And, Charity, thanks for sharing your life with us, too. Yeah, thank you for sharing. (laughs) And And, uh, get ready for winter. I mean, it's South Dakota, so I hope you're prepared.
0: But your little girl is blessed because she has understanding parents. And if you just treat her like a regular kid she's gonna grow up and blossom
1: yep absolutely uh, Arturo wrote in as well he says uh, Cam Miss H and myself uh, want you to know that Miss E is in our thoughts and we wish her a speedy successful recovery thank you Arturo Arturo and says Ms. H on uh, your last podcast, he says, you mentioned that you didn't know the latest regarding the Newstead Farm Essay Contest. I uh, said the deadline had already been extended to September 21st, and unfortunately, they did not receive enough entries. It was, yeah. am- it was ambitious, he says in retrospect, to get 7,000 submissions at $233 each for a total of $1,631,000. I know, he says, because I tried contacting them in order to enter the contest. Uh Explicitly writing one's goals and desires in 200 words or less can be a challenge. Also, a helpful introspective exercise. Yeah. He said, uh, in the spirit of helping uh, and perhaps inspiring others, I thought that I would share our entry and not let it go to waste. uh, Uh, He says, uh, I say ours, although Ms. H. actually wrote it. Uh, He says, my only contribution was editing it down from 293 to 196 words. Uh, And and so this is what uh, Arturo and uh, Ms. H. came up with. Why I would like to own and operate Newstead Farm. I grew up in urban cities knowing nothing about farming and stumbled upon urban homesteading while looking to reduce my carbon footprint and live a healthier lifestyle. As I delved deeper, taking homesteading classes, visiting farms, and talking to farmers, I discovered a new passion in gardening. My other passion is dog rescue. I've been fostering and placing dogs rescued from animal shelters in forever homes with loving families for many years. Oh, that's nice. I have a vegetable garden and enjoy growing fresh food for my family. I want to own Nudestead Farm because I know I can do a lot of good with such an opportunity to grow a surplus of food to share with the less fortunate, have space to save more dogs, and improve the land for the benefit of future generations. I and my family would be stewards of the land and work towards hosting classes to teach others how they can be good stewards of their land, too. And finally, at the appropriate time, towards the end of my life, I would ensure that this wonderful gift of Newstead Farm passes on to another like-minded family, pledged to helping and serving the community. Arturo, if it had been up to me, uh, that's a good essay. That is a good essay. That's you would have really uh, you would have bought the farm, so to speak. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, it it, up to you. Yeah, yeah, it sucks that the uh, that they didn't get enough uh, entries for that, and I don't know what will happen going forward I guess it goes on the market maybe and they'll try they'll,
0: again or they'll go to auction I don't
1: know maybe you know the sad thing is uh, people I, aren't buying farms well not only that but people aren't entering these contests like I've seen a number of these contests where you can win like a bed and breakfast or you can win an inn uh, actually in Virginia there was a goat farm yeah. that uh, was up uh, for an essay contest last year and they and I've yet to see one of these things actually get enough entries Where the contest actually Well, I think
0: that's the fault of the person doing it because they probably have to do better marketing and social networking. Like, I didn't see any of this on Facebook. I didn't see any of this on Instagram. Like, they really need to work. If they really, truly want to do Mm this— Then they really need to embrace social media. I know that a lot of this is like they're older and they don't know it, or they just don't have the tools. But somebody young has to come up and step up and do the work for them. Like there, there could be a blast. There could have been right. a, a, an Instagram blowout, a, a Facebook blowout. Like I think if they actually embraced social media and mm. and and wrote it out, they would have had enough people in every regard. But. They, I don't know. It just didn't happen.
1: Well, we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes on Newstead Farm and let you know if uh, there are any new details. But uh, thanks for checking in, Arturo. Um, let's see. Why don't we go ahead and take our uh, last—actually, no, why don't we get to a couple more emails here? (laughs) Otherwise, the last segment's going to be super-duper long. Me yawning, yeah. Um, And you yawning. So, uh, Trent wrote in with uh, his Walker's Restaurant story. Trent! Yes. Trent? Our Trent. Our Trent.
0: Trent, who follows me on Instagram. Trent, who
1: follows you on Instagram, yes. Trent in Indiana. Uh, He said, um, when you were talking about Walker's Restaurant, it made me stop in my tracks— in the exceedingly small town that's really my home, there was a Walker's, opened in the 1950s, I think. It was an institution. During my adolescence, we would eat there often, and when I was working for a local dairy farmer, it was the daily lunch spot. I was the youngest member of the Liar's Table. That was a <laughs> nickname for the eight-person round table in the corner of the diner that was permanently reserved for farmers. <laughs> We'd go in and sit down. Specials would arrive, always with coffee, even in July. Someone was always happy with how their beans looked. Someone else was sure this was the year it would end them. But it was always the same crew. Doug and Jean, Junior, Larry, and Dutch. In 20 years, Trent says, I don't think I saw but a handful of farmers sit there. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And if you were there for breakfast, you had Jeannie's eggs on the plate. When Jeannie was on the grill, you just ordered eggs. You got them how she made them. Over easy, <laughs> meant nothing to Jeannie. Over hard, scrambled, you saw Jeannie, you just said eggs. Oh, He said, My freshman year of college A grease fire in the early afternoon Leveled walkers Oh The owners were well into their 70s Their children didn't want to rebuild It sits in a vacant lot That's a shame Or it sits now a vacant lot No more than a week goes by That myself or my wife Doesn't turn to the other And say, Walker sounds good It probably always will (laughs) Trent Says Trent
0: Walker's is for sale if you want to come uh, to Farmville and buy it. Uh, we've already done the math. I'm not too yeah, sure how anybody a, can afford to make I it don't, work. I don't. They I, were only ever a breakfast and lunch place, and every other restaurant renovation show I have ever seen has said you can't do that and make a living. You'd have to do dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've talked about buying it kind of
1: half acidly.
0: No, half acidly. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've said and, oh, turning it's for into sale. A, and
1: turning it into a donut shop. That's like one of those. Oh, wouldn't it be it's cool? It's a pipe dream if, if we won the. If we had like an angel investor who just invested in. Donut or if we shops. won the lottery,
0: you know, yes, uh, right. if we won
1: the lottery. We had cash to just. <laughs> blow. We could waste money on uh, business yeah. ventures because we think that they would be neat. But um, because it's
0: a Valentine diner, it's I know. like a. It's a classic, but it's twelve yeah. top. Like I know. that's it. Right. That's the thing that stinks. Even the. American Diner Revival TV show that went there mm-hmm. and put some tables outside. Like, it's still Virginia. Like, you can't eat outside in for winter, two months of the year, the or two summer, seasons of the year. Right? You can't eat outside when it's too hot. You can't eat outside when it's too cold. Like, and yeah. I ate there right after they renovated, and you can't eat outside anyway because the
1: service kind of sucked. Well, they they were a little shorthanded at that point, I think. Anyway, um, on to the master rotation plan, Trent says, for Ah. the uh, 2017 garden. As Um, long as
0: his puppy cooperates, he's got a a puppy, too.
1: Yeah, I know. He says he's not going to be overwintering hogs. He says, frankly, right now, I'm not set up for it. Our winters are just bad enough that unless and until a permanent structure were in place, I would not want to fight the elements. He says, my goal is a market-weight hog around this time of year, the first two weeks of October, uh, when the garden has pretty much run its course. So I'm looking at a hog, ferret in late February or early March to give me six or seven months to hit the 240-pound mark. Yeah. Preference would be a Berkshire, Hampshire, or a Berkshire-Durrett cross.
0: Yeah, a Berkshire-Any cross is good. We had a Mm Berkshire-Tamworth. We had two Berkshire-Tamworth crosses, and they were super meaty and nice and lean, uh, much less fatty than our
1: American guinea hogs. Yep. Which we have two of now that are kind of like pets. And uh, Trinidad's hoping to use a lot of the uh, the garden waste things that get buggy or overripe uh, feeding those to the hogs which we do uh, here as well. I wonder
0: if we could move them down to that and get them, if we if we topped off all the weeds and toppled them over, I wonder if they could do that good down there and root it up again for us.
1: Um. Maybe. Because
0: we all—all you need to do is shake a feed pail at them, and they follow
1: you. Yeah. Just have to. The only problem with putting the hogs overwintering them in our garden is we don't really have any. uh, uh, She would have to build a shelter down there for them. But
0: we have a natural
1: windbreak. Yeah. On three sides. Yeah, but there's no like there's no covering. There's nothing. Um. No trees or anything like that, so they need an actual shelter.
0: Yeah, I don't have one there. Where they are now, I know. uh, So we gotta do it anyway. Before winter, Um, so it's
1: gotta be done regardless. But Um, okay, more of Trent's email because these are the email segments. No, no, we've talked about our garden. No,
0: I know, but we're just it. It it provides food for thought.
1: It does. It does. Uh, The duck, pig, chicken rotation. Trent says is genius. If I do say so myself, Uh, chickens (laughs) can be hell in a garden. They scratch. They like the fruit. They'll decimate plants in short order and while they work on the bugs many will happily ignore the tomato hornworm simply to eat the tomato yeah. ducks aren't that way says trent they prefer the slimy winged insect treats and aside from lettuce greens and strawberries they just leave garden plants and fruits alone
0: i suppose it's a duck breed because my friend is having an opposite problem she's having ducks eat her garden so mm. there you
1: go just beware, then, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just as important as the science of duck poop. Unlike chicken poop, says Trent, which is incredibly high in nitrogen and thus considered a hot manure, which requires composting before being used around plants, duck poop is cool ah. and can be used as soon as it is uh, delivered oh, that's good. to the area. Ducks don't scratch. once plants are beyond the tender phase of planting and emergence. All is well. The chickens have plenty of room to range elsewhere. The garden is plenty big to keep the ducks happy. I'll be wrapping the perimeter with green snow fence to keep the ducks in and the chickens out. Uh, that's phase one. The duck rotation phase two would be the hog rotation. Uh, as a crop comes out of the garden, uh, Trent says the ducks will have their fencing adjusted. The hogs will come in to clean up the plants, root up anything we left, turn over and continue to fertilize the spent garden area. Um, and he's got to plant this so that the different areas of the garden matures, uh, you know, or the early stuff goes in in a certain area, and then it'll be the stuff that goes in later. and Way So we will kind of, right, I yeah, know. as It's an actual plan. Uh, phase three, he says, uh, more realistically, called the poultry phase, will allow the chickens and ducks back into the garden to level the hog ruts and fine till. He says, uh, I deep litter my coop, so this is the time. Pre-hard yeah. winter when the coop will be cleaned and I the hot it. chicken manure will be put to overwinter on the garden. Completing the rotation of pest control and fertilizer by duck, till and fertilized by hog, and till and compost by chicken.
0: I called mine deep till, deep winter, uh,
1: t- deep what? Overwintering?
0: No, No, for the the, chickens. Oh,
1: the the deep litter method.
0: Deep litter method, too, until it just got too deep that the chickens gave up trying to lay in the coop, and they started laying in weirdly inappropriate places (laughs) while I was in the hospital, so... Yeah, thankfully the you cleaned I out. I cleaned it out. The it's, they're, they're good. It's awful, nice and sweet hay smelling. And yes, and they've, the have thanked us by starting lone, to lay yeah, more eggs. They're now. actually, I actually have ten eggs now. So from my five <laughs> hens and my two roosters, I have a an adult. Americana rooster who's crowing and I have another Americana rooster. The first Americana rooster was supposedly a hen who wasn't laying, wasn't laying, wasn't laying and all of a sudden she started crowing and then I got the replacement when we knew he was a hen, a rooster. So, yeah. They're really, really pretty. They're like black and green feathered and the the younger one has a really beautiful splash of gold feathers around his neck and mm-hmm. it's like it's like the black but it's it, the black feathers are like tinged on the edges with gold like it's it he's really going to be a pretty rooster he
1: is going to be a really pretty and rooster and when
0: we have more chickens cuz i've got chickens growing at my friend's house mm-hmm. so we'll have more hens soon and we'll have enough hens for the the roosters we have and Yeah.
1: There'll be balance restored to the coop. Balance will be restored to the coop. All right. We're going to take a timeout. We've got more coming up right after this. So stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards.
0: On the Blaze Radio Network.